Hi there, I'm talking to you. Yes, you. My name is Sherry, my pup's name is Sunny, and we're training to be an animal-assisted counseling team. You're listening to the Therapy Dog Talk podcast, the show that interviews past, present, and future therapy dog teams about how they're making an impact in their communities. Today we're talking with Adam, a social worker in Melbourne, Australia, about his experiences working and volunteering with his golden retriever, Sophie. We'll discuss why Adam thought Sophie would be a good fit for therapy work, what their training process was like to become a certified therapy dog team through Lead the Way Institute, and how Adam has seen her bring joy to those that they meet. Before we hop in, if you're just getting started on your therapy dog journey and feeling a bit lost, I've put together a free guide for you, which you can find on my website at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. Without further ado, meet Adam and Sophie. Hi. Sheree, how are you? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Great. It's 3 p.m. here. I think it's 8 a.m. for you, right, Adam? <laughs> That's right. It's 8 a.m. here in Melbourne, Australia. Absolutely, yeah. I love Melbourne, by the way. I've been there a few times. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Well, Adam, for those who don't know you, would you like to share a little bit about yourself and about Sophie? Absolutely. I'm Adam. I'm a social worker. I work in mental health at the Royal Children's Hospital. Sophie joined me. She's a therapy dog. We volunteer at the Alfred Hospital where I used to work. And she also is very soon to be coming into the Royal Children's Hospital. I just changed jobs. So we've been a therapy dog team for three years. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. And is there an organization there in Australia that you're registered through? It's an unregulated thing here in Australia, so we are certified, but yeah, there isn't sort of a professional organisation that overlooks it, yeah. Yeah, I saw that she had a logo for one organisation on her vest, so I wasn't sure how that worked for y'all. Yeah, so that's Lead the Way Institute where I did the training. Yeah, there's no sort of professional organisation or registration that, you know, that governs the practice, yeah. Yeah, it's similar here. There's several different organizations that you can go through to register or certify your dog, but there's not a regulated system in place. Does she work with you then when you do your social work or do you just volunteer together? Both, yeah. Very cool. How did you first find out about therapy dogs, Adam? Well, it sort of happened when I was, I had a career change about three years ago when I got Sophie as a pup and I got her as a pet. It was my first pet dog that I've ever had and I was just struck by how healing it was and what a lovely experience it was having a dog. So I thought I can bring this into my profession and, you know, share the joy that I've got from her and, you know, somehow weave it into my job. That sort of was the aha moment, the white globe moment. And after that, I just looked around and Lead the Way Institute looked like a good place to do the training. And that was the beginning, yeah. Very cool. So you just kind of saw in her that she would have really a good personality to enjoy therapy dog work? Yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, she's a golden retriever and generally as a breed, they're very gentle and social and, you know, measured. Particularly, I mean, her temperament's very suitable for the therapeutic dog role. She's gentle, affectionate and just basically loves to be patted and sort of has quite intuitive to pick up on when people are needing attention. So I just thought that would be a good opportunity. Yeah. I love that. And did you mention how long you've been a therapy team together? Yeah, for three years, four years, coming up to four years. Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry, three, yeah, three years, yeah. 
Okay, very cool. How old was she when you first started that process? She was two and a half. Okay. Jared has a question here. He's wondering what's involved in the testing process with the Lead the Way Institute that you through. Sure. It's mainly obedience. It was a six-day course and the testing was pretty much happened throughout the course. It was testing Sophie's ability to hold the sit, stay, drop command under all different conditions like the training was done in a farm. So there were animals, the horses, cats, where she had to hold these commands. There was also simulating of classroom environments, school classroom environments. There was simulated hospital environments where there was a hospital bed and noise, you know, sort of simulating young kids coming in and poking her. And she just had to hold it again, the, the stay, drop, sit command under all these conditions and not break the command that I put her in. Yeah, so. Okay, very cool. Is it very popular to be a therapy dog handler in Australia? Are there a lot of people that do that? I think it's pretty much in its infancy. I believe in the States it's far more popular and also it's become more of the norm in prisons, in hospitals and in schools. Yes, I think in Australia it's relatively new, yeah. Okay, interesting. Was there anything that kind of surprised you in that journey to becoming a therapy dog team with her? Yeah, I think what surprised me is how intelligent dogs are and how able and quick they can learn commands. And it was also training was, it wasn't food reward driven. It was based on, you know, the command of the handler and praise was the ultimate, you know, reward. So it just sort of solidified how willing the dog is to please me and how intelligent they are and focused. Yeah. Sounds like she's just a natural, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, definitely a natural. Yeah. <laughs> And very social, so it's just an extension of her personality, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's a special girl. There is something in the breed, too, I feel like. I know that when I spoke with pet partners for National Therapy Animal Day, they were saying that there are more golden retrievers registered in their program than any other species, let alone breed. Really? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that that was really interesting when she shared that. What do you yeah. enjoy the most about working together with Sophie? What I enjoy the most is just seeing the impact that she has on the consumers, the impact she has on staff, nurses, and just the absolute sheer joy that she brings to her engagement with people. Yeah, it's a very special experience for me in the background just to see this unfold. And especially, you know, during COVID in hospitals, it's been, you know, in a particularly stressful time. And, you know, nurses are wearing PPE and they're under a lot of stress. And just the joy that she brings it ceases to be a pleasure for me. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah's strength wanted to know what some of the greatest challenges in the work that you and Sophie have done together, and if there's any lessons learned from those experiences that have improved the experience of working together with vulnerable children. Yeah, look, I thought about that question. I think just having Sophie with me in my work has been such a good way in to engaging with young people and vulnerable families that it hasn't actually been a challenge at all. It's actually been a, a really helpful instrument to have in engaging and sort of equalising an engagement with a stressed person or family when there might be a sort of a bit of a power hierarchy where, you know, I'm a social worker, the person's vulnerable. So it's been a great strength just to normalise, you know, like we're sharing an engagement with the dog. It's been very intimate and, yeah, great strength. I love that. 
Do you have any advice for someone who's interested in becoming a therapy dog team? I think go for it. It's very rewarding. The training can be very overwhelming and intense, but I think you know, just having faith in your dog and you kind of are at the mercy of the dog's ability to be obedient. And I think just having that trust. Sort of a lot of people tend to say, oh, my dog could never do this or my dog would be completely unable to attend a hospital. But I think certainly the lead the way training has been so effective that I don't think you can underestimate. You know, dogs really want to please their handlers and that wish to please, you know, can end up having a therapy dog, yeah. So don't underestimate or put a glass ceiling on your dog's ability. Yeah, they are definitely are eager I know that's one of the things we've talked about in some of the trainings I've been in is being aware that they're eager to please and checking in to make sure it's something that they want to do and not just something they're doing to make you happy too. Yeah, I mean, I think as humans, we tend to anthropomorphize animals and sort of, you know, putting human qualities. I mean, if you look at the training of guide dogs, well, not so much guide dogs, but certainly airport dogs, you know, sniffing for drugs and also canine dogs. It's all a game for them that they know they're going to get rewarded, whatever the reward be. So if you look at it through the lens of the dog, the dog ultimately is wanting to plead their handler, you know, the currency of love and get a reward at the end, whatever that be, an ice cream or a pat. So, you know, for humans, it looks like, oh, my God, the dog's working really hard. What if this? What if that? But for them, it's a game. You know, the canine dog doesn't realise that it's chasing someone who's, you know, got a prior history, the length of that, you know, it's, yeah. Sarah Strength said seeing children's faces light up even on camera via telehealth is incredible. And that Sophie's presence during what can be a very difficult conversation with children and family and therapy is immensely helpful. That's my manager, Sarah. Yes, so she's okay. relaying what's happening. Yeah, we're doing telehealth. So Sophie joins us for telehealth and yeah, can also have a therapy dog presence via telehealth. Yeah, via, you know, internet. Yeah. Yeah. Jared is curious how you learned about dog training to know about motivating a dog without treats. He said he likes to start train without them, but with praise once the dog really understands the cue. How did that work for you? In the training, we were taught to use our uh, voice, our tone. Okay. Yeah, it was enshrined in the training that, you know, the use of tone for, I guess, co-regulating the dog. And then once it's completely successful in the command, then you, you know, patch and reward and you change your tone so it's praise and gentle. And the dog then, you know, knows that and it's regular and it's something that they know and it's consistent. Yeah. So they're actually seeking that engagement with me rather than a reward, like mm -hmm. a treat. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm. Well, Adam, you've been doing this for a little while now, you said. Is there anything that you know now that you wish you had known when you first started? Not really, because I guess it was such an unknown and new area for me to be in that I didn't have any expectations and it was an unknown. So I just didn't realize the engagement of a therapy dog wasn't quite expecting it to be so popular and such a sought after, you know, engagement especially, you know, in hospitals, maybe sort of COVID, you know, exaggerated that need for the cute dog to walk into a ward, you know, when we don't, you know, especially at the beginning when we just didn't know, it was an unknown what was going to happen. I mean, so I didn't anticipate that it would be so popular. Yeah. Well, Adam, thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else that you wanted to share while you're here? For anyone who's listening, if they're interested in training their dogs, don't underestimate the ability of a pet dog to become a therapy dog. I think, you know, that's sort of not doing justice to the breed and the species and, yeah.
I mean, if your dog doesn't like being patted, I think that would be cruel to put a dog that wasn't very social or shy or anxious. But otherwise, go for it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you to you and to Sophie for being here. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Sheree. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Therapy Dog Talk. If you did, please do me a favor and leave a review and rating on the podcast platform of your choice. If you have a guest that you think would be a great fit for Therapy Dog Talk, send me an email at hello at therapydogtalk.com. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.